This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today. In fact, we've already been chatting up a storm, having a great time before we ever started the recording. And so please join me in welcoming Daniel Ramsey to our program today. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks for having me, Deb. Well, you know, this really is going to be a lot of fun, but more importantly, you know, we're going to to learn, and this is going to be fascinating um, because what we're going to be talking about is a tool that many business owners really need to consider using for a variety of reasons. So now that I've piqued everyone's interest, let me tell people just a little bit more about you. So Daniel Ramsey is the founder and CEO of My OutDesk, the real estate industry's leading virtual staffing company with over 5,000 clients, including four out of the top five Real Trends top teams. Daniel's years of experience and expertise have led him to develop the well-known seven-figure business roadmap and is set to publish his soon-to-be best-selling book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. He has had opportunities to speak at numerous national events, including speaking engagements with the little companies like Keller Williams, Remax, and other major brokerages, as well as other national media engagements. So again, Daniel, welcome. Thanks for having me, Deb. I'm excited to talk about the tool of virtual professionals today. I know, and I love that, and, and that terminology, because we all know VA, virtual assistant, Yep. and you take it a step further because they are virtual professionals, and I love that. It's kind of like how we don't call people secretaries anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and the distinction is the fact that these are people who become an integral part of a company. Um, And it doesn't matter if you're a company of one or a company of, you know, a hundred or more employees. You know, there are so many ways to benefit from having virtual professionals. Yeah. And, you know, what's wild is it just happened that way. Like a lot of people, I wish it was some marketing (coughs) thing or positioning thing, but it's just... uh, we hired our first person and she really was a professional. And, you know, for years we called her an assistant. And at some point it was like, we had to have a little, you know, conversation about that. And, uh, and then we started as a company after having thousands of people thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't call them assistants if they're really not assistants. And, you know, the industry term, um, you know, it just doesn't apply to our people. So it's a very, um, it's not something that we planned. It just kind of happened like that. Right. You and, and I think it's important because it, it's kind of like the difference between talking about somebody as a secretary and, you know, and, and an assistant and then even higher up on the, the, the uh, level because we, as the person hiring them, think of them differently. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's, that's maybe the important distinction. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because if you're listening to this and you're an entrepreneur or a C-suite person or anybody who really has control of a budget Mm -hmm. and control of people. So those are the two things that distinguish a leader, right? You have money and you control people's like livelihood. Right. And whenever you're thinking about those two things in contrast, your biggest challenge or pain point Mm -hmm. is always talent finding the right people to help you grow your business in the way that you need it done. So um, we're excited that we, we've cracked that code. We've solved some pretty big talent issues for some large corporations and uh, excited to share some stories with you today. Great. Well, Daniel, let's go back a little bit. You know, let's go back in the Wayback Machine um, and tell us how it is that you got into this and, and why this is now your passion. Yeah. So I, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like since seventh grade, right? I was the guy that sat on the bus. And if you're listening to this, you can probably identify I wanted extra spending money. And so I'm selling candy on a bus. And, and um, it was a Friday afternoon. And I love this because it's, I had a warm Snickers. And if I'm, I'm a Snickers fan, little warm chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And so I'm on the, on the bus and I have my last one and I sold a bunch that week. I had a plenty of money and guy walks up to me and says, Hey, I want your Snickers. And I'm like, no, he, uh, and he's like, I'll give you five bucks. And I'm like, no. And then he shoves a $20 bill in my face and says, give it to me. And that was it. I mean, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to be a business owner right. at that it's point. Little supply and demand thing, right? <laughs> and and it's a simple lesson as a kid because I walked off the bus and went down the store, the corner store, and bought another one for fifty cents. So you know, I just immediately fell in love with being an entrepreneur. And as a kid, started reading and learning. And I, you know, I was that weird kid in high school and college that knew exactly what he was going to do. And so when but I, what I didn't know was how hard it is to actually build a seven-figure business. Like, I just did not have an understanding. Right. Um, and, you know, wildly enough, we talked a little bit about the seven-figure business map, roadmap. Here's what your audience, I mean, there are, there's under 28 million, there's 27 and some change businesses in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Only 4% of them ever actually scale above a million dollars. So if you do that math, you know, there's about a million businesses who actually make revenue above a million dollars. And so, you know, when you think about the population of the, the, the U S you know, 200 million people, only a million people ever actually do it. That's a very small percentage of the population. You know, most businesses are small businesses. That's right. In fact, 96% of them make under a million dollars and of that, 60% report to the IRS um, that they made no money, meaning their revenues matched their <laughs> expenses, you know? And maybe that's a tax thing for the majority of them. But if you think about 60% of all businesses out there tell the IRS they made nada, mm-hmm. that's the, it's just a crazy right. number, you know? You know, and it, it's interesting because, you know, a small business, it, it's one of those definitions that that is is so varied i mean you know it really can be the one person who's maybe you know doing you know doing a, a very small thing that that they do to you know a team of people to companies that really are pretty large but because they don't make that money threshold they're they're still considered a small business well you know we we so we've broken that down for everybody and and 
as we kind of go along, we're going to give away a copy of our book, um, Scaling with Virtual Professionals. And inside that book, we've broken down the different stages to, you know, going from I just started, I'm a solopreneur, to I have a really big, large, multi-million dollar business. And, you know, that zero to a million is one stage, a million to 10 million is, an, is another stage. That That's even harder. I mean, so the first stage, 96% of people never get over a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, 4% get to a million, about a million people. Mm-hmm. But between a million and 10 million, only 112,000 businesses exist in the US who ever actually get over to that. Wow. And so as you start thinking about what are the things that matter, um, I mean, that basically is what this conversation is about. So you can go from being a small business to a medium-sized business to one day employing thousands of people and, and really you know, impacting the world. Right, right. You know, and it was interesting when I was reading your book because I have an advanced copy. Um, and one of the things that, that I was thinking was there are many businesses that don't want to be a seven-figure business for whatever reason. Um, you know, and, and, and that's okay. I mean, you know, they, they just they don't want to scale up. They are truly a one-person shop. They're only doing this part-time, you know, all of those various things. But the principles that we talk about uh, are, you know, there for for anybody. Um, you know, it's it's all about, in many cases, freeing you as the owner, the CEO, you know, freeing you up to be doing what it is that you need to be doing. The, the you know, and, and 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 it's it's what we you know, I would hope we'd be calling the fun part. You know, because there's so many other things. You know, there's there's the things that we do as a business owner. We're like. Ugh. I have to invoice today. Oh my God, I have to do this. I have to, oh, I have to deal with hiring issues. You know, all sorts of things like that. And, and our passion is doing something else. And, you know, and and so, right, if you just have one person, you still have those issues. Um, You know, and and I want to talk about something, and and this was, you know, I was reading your book, and I just thought this was the the coolest concept in the world. Hmm. Part of it is figuring out what are the, the tasks that we do that we could pass off to somebody else that are kind of those busy work type of things? And it's the sticky note concept. Tell us a little bit more about that. I just thought that was, was very good. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Um, if you're listening, uh, big shout out to one of our uh, clients, Lisa. Um, one of the coolest things, we've had 5,000 clients, been in business 12 years. And what happens when somebody comes on board is we do an interview with them, much like this interview. You know, What are your goals? What would you like to accomplish? And to your earlier point, sometimes people come in and they're like, look, I don't want to grow revenue. Mm-hmm. I want to protect revenue. Right. You know, Other times people are like, look, I'd like to shave 10 hours a week off my work week so I can go back to the gym or spend time with my family or, you know, or, or invest in this other project. We have one client who he wants bad, very badly. He wants to uh, produce his own movie. So, you know, so we're helping him get out of the day to day so we can go and kind of pursue this passion project. And he's one of those rare folks that have gone over $10 million in, in revenue. Um, but our clients come in, we do a consultation, we find out what their goals are, we find out who's on their team, we find out exactly what systems they're in, like IT systems to operate their business, and then what the processes are inside those businesses. And one of our clients, Lisa, came in and said, oh, have you ever heard of the sticky challenge? 
I'm like, absolutely not. I have no idea what the sticky challenge is. And she breaks this down. And it's a fun, easy way to really do an analysis of your day. It's a time and task analysis. And all the large Accenture, IBM, all the large companies, they do this when they're trying to revamp or reorganize a company. They'll ask their people to, you know, do a time and task analysis. How long does it take you to do this task? Mm -hmm. You know, what systems are you in? Mm -hmm. So all you do, if you're listening right now, I'll give you the how and then we'll give you the why. But the how is really easy. You just take stickies and you follow yourself around all day long. Like, and you write down what you're doing and whether it's dollar productive activity or non-dollar productive activity. And it's a very simple thing. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I, I don't know about your audience, Deb, but I love talking. I love meeting people. I loved meeting you earlier. Like that's what gives me energy. That's what gives me juice. But like you, I hate invoicing. I don't wanna I don't wanna do the books. I definitely don't wanna, you know, put a new process together. Like that's just not what that's not my special skill. Right. That's not other people thing. think it's fun. We don't. I don't. I don't at all. Um so you know, dollar productive is interacting with your clients, making sales, networking, making partnerships, discovering new products or new opportunities in the sales funnel, you know, marketing. These things are, are the things that grow revenue for mm -hmm. a business owner. And then everything else is in the non-dollar productive mm -hmm. activity stuff, the, the stuff that just doesn't really turn the needle. They have to get done. Like you have to invoice right. clients. You have to do your books. You have to, you know, organize your calendar. You have, this is stuff that has to get done. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so you just follow yourself around with sticky challenge with a sticky challenge and sticky notes. And then you just write down what you do and how long it takes. Mm -hmm. And at some point at the end of the week, and I've done this on, on a whiteboard, I, mm -hmm. I just throw them on a whiteboard mm -hmm. and I categorize them in categories. Like this is sales, this is marketing, this is an operation thing, this is customer service, this is research, you know. And so whatever I was doing, I would kind of put them into a categories and I do this for a week or two just to see, am I on track? Am I growing the business? Am I not growing the business? And then from that sticky note, now you have a job description because the next layer after you do all that work is do I love it? Do I hate it? Am I good at it? Mm -hmm. Should I get rid of it? You right. know, and like those are the, that, that's the sticky challenges. <laughs> Super easy, you know, kind of exercise. Right. Well, and I would imagine that, you know, it, especially from a time perspective, you can really sit down and figure out, okay, is, is this beneficial? Um, you know, one of the things that, that I always think about, especially here in Atlanta, because it is so big. Yep. You know, I, I love networking. I love going. I love seeing people. You know, hello, I'm shy, right? Uh -huh. and, you know, and, and so, I, you know, I love going and, and especially when they've got great programs and, and things like that. But it's, you know, typically half hour to sometimes an hour's drive each way. Yep. You know, and then you know, probably an hour and a, to an hour and a half for the, the, the program itself. So there goes mm -hmm. three hours out yep. of a day. You know, yep. and, and when you really sit down and look at that, you know, is that the best use of your time? Um, you know, should you be doing virtual meetings like this? Should you be connecting with people on LinkedIn during that time? You know, all of those various things. And in many cases, you know, and, and you know, not to, to knock any of these organizations, but a lot of times you do figure out, okay, you know what, it really isn't the best use of my time. Um, you know, and, and, and I've dropped organizations that I really liked, but because 
it was taking so much time out of my day to, to go, uh, you know, and, and, and other things, um, you know, I tell people one of my, my kind of rules is if it's going to take me more than 15 minutes and isn't my focus of the, the business, I should have someone else do it. Whether it's my VA, whether it's a subcontractor, whether it's a consultant, whether it's whoever, because that's not the best use of my time. Um, you know, and, and I love in your book, you, you have a way to f- for somebody to actually figure out what their hourly rate is. Um, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, and things that, and then the trick is, you know, you mentioned, you know, things that, that you like. Okay, well, there are times where there's a lot of stuff you like that's not still the best use of your time. Um, WordPress, great example. I love playing on my website, um, you know, tinkering, doing this, doing that. And I've got four sites. So, you know, there's lots of tinkering and lots of fun I can do. Sure. And, you know, it's, it, it, is that the best use of my time? No. I mean, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, and we have to have it. I mean, that's the other thing. That is a, a have to. But, it, you know, should I have hired it out? Um, you know, and, and in most cases, that answer is yes. And then, of course, the real big problem is if something's broken, especially if I broke it on WordPress, oh, I'm going to figure out how, you know, and, and that's the worst use of my time. You know, it's great to know what I did, but, you know, unless I can fix it in five minutes, then I really should be outsourcing it. It's so funny because um, my team, like, you know, I've owned this thing for 12 years mm-hmm. and t- this year I was like, hey, give me a login to WordPress. And they're like, and yeah. my IT guys were like, Whoa, why? You're gonna and, break it. We know you're gonna break it, Daniel. And and I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely did. Um, but you know, you Deb, you said something earlier that's a really important part. Um, you know, what we're talking about doing these exercises like the sticky challenge and then finding out your hourly rate for entrepreneurs, they're like, Well, I don't trade time for money, but right. the reality is you still have a time effort. You still have a time. Um, there's an amount of day or month or week or year that you spend in this endeavor that you love and are passionate about. So I think it's a really important point to start measuring how what your impact is. And so it a, a simple process is just go to your tax return, look at your Schedule C, take the total dollars that you've earned, that you're paying taxes on, mm-hmm. Right. You divide that by your work week, your work hours, and the number of weeks in the month or in the year, 52, and now you know what your hourly rate is. And the reason this is such an important thing, Deb, and you alluded to it before, is, look, you know, many of us entrepreneurs, we don't cut our own grass. We might not clean our own home. Mm -hmm. We might not, you know, I send a lot of clothes out to get dry cleaned. There's a reason I do that. I don't wash my own car. Mm -hmm. It's because... If I spend an hour working on the business, I'm worth thousands Mm -hmm. versus an hour washing my car. And so that kind of know exactly what you're worth Mm -hmm. can help you make decisions around hiring people. Mm -hmm. And there's an important point here because our clients last year, they've told us last, just last year, we've saved them $55 million. Wow. And we d- we did a survey out. We asked them to just kind of what what would it cost to hire somebody doing this? You know what that our virtual professional is actually doing in your local market. What would it cost to hire somebody? And what's the delta between what you pay us and what a market rate would be? Right. And and they responded back to us that it's fifty five million dollars. And here's why: it's because they've mastered their time. Mm-hmm. They know that if they're prospecting, if they're networking, and and if they're working on their business to grow it 
they're worth thousands of dollars an hour and paying us, you know, $10 an hour makes a lot of sense, you right. know? So that, that, that's kind of the culmination of the whole <laughs> sticky challenge is know your hourly rate, know what you're great at. Hopefully you love it and you're passionate about it. I mean, we talk to entrepreneurs all the time who aren't. Mm -hmm. And then those are very different conversations because right. in, those, in those instances, we're like, okay, you, you don't like the business, you're making good money, and you just don't want to have to work in it. Great. We can save you money. We can get you some people and you can stop doing some of the stuff that you hate. And maybe that'll reignite some passion right. for the business. And I think it is those things that, that we don't like to do that in many cases, why we end up, you know, with the business not being successful. That's um, right. Because like, ugh, I, I just can't do it anymore. I, I don't like it. Um, you know, and, and let's be honest, we go into business for ourselves because we have that passion. We have that widget, that product, that service, that whatever that we think is the greatest thing in the world. But doing all of the, 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 t the daily tasks is, is where we lose that passion. Yeah, you know, so our business, I love where we're going with this conversation because if you're listening and you're kind of the origin story for my outdesk and um, if you're listening, or this is, yeah, <laughs> or watching, yes. Well, hopefully you're watching because Deb is, is wonderful on camera. Um, here's the thing. I'm on my honeymoon and this was in the book. Mm -hmm. I'm on my honeymoon. I'm in Guatemala. So I'm in the rainforest in the trees. There's right. monkeys all over. We're in a Francis Ford Coppola resort, resort. So if you've, you know, these are fancy, swanky, weirdo resorts. This one happened to be in the trees. Oh. So we're in the trees. And in you have a beautiful bride. Yes. My wife is there. Uh, my brand, newly minted wife, newly minted wife, yes, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I was at the bar mm -hmm. um, at, you know, one in the morning work, you know, working on, on the business. Right. And what happened in that moment, the bartender starts making fun of me in Spanish. Now, I'm a California <laughs> boy, so uh -huh. I understand a little you bit of Spanish. Pick out that you're being made fun of. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And I actually know the word. And I'm like, wait a minute. And he, yeah. he snaps a picture. He takes my phone, snaps a picture of me <laughs> with a candle, a beer, and a laptop. And at that moment, I knew that, well, I knew a lot of things. But what really struck me is I was frustrated. I was in pain. I knew something had to shift mm -hmm. and something had to change in our, in, in my business, because right. although I was making lots of money, you know, I couldn't do, I couldn't go on a simple vacation. You I would could not leave it. Right. Right. And, and at that moment, I'm like, I, that epiphany went off and I was like, Oh crap. I built the wrong kind of business. I built a business that was reliant on me. And I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Gerber's e-myth, but mm -hmm. it's a book that's, talks about small businesses and how to move to a large business and create systems and process, hire the right people, you know, create like a kind of like a um, assembly line mm -hmm. for your business right. so that everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah. So, when this happens, you do this, then this, then this. Yeah. Flow charts, all those good things. Mm -hmm. Flow charts, job descriptions, or, you know, like all of the things. Like and we're going to talk about business. some, <laughs> say again? Like a real business. Yes. Well, and that's what it was, is I was 
the crazy entrepreneur, hair on fire. My fingers were in every single pot, Mm -hmm. which meant everybody was reliant on me, which is a horrible place to be. Mm -hmm. I was making decisions for people rather than leading them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, it wouldn't have worked without me. Mm -hmm. And I tricked myself and fooled myself that I was important and that it mattered and, you know, like all those things. So anyways, um, came back home from the honeymoon Mm -hmm. and I knew something had to change. Mm -hmm. And so I feverishly spent the next two years working to systematize my business and really make a change. And and I didn't know, like, here's the other thing. If you're listening and you're like, oh, Daniel knows how to do this. I'm like, no, I, I had no idea. I just knew that pain that was my honeymoon had to, had to end. Right. And I knew that if I had to be involved, if I had to have all my fingers in the cookie jar, that I was going to build something that wasn't sustainable, that really wasn't valuable. And, and I just didn't, that, that wasn't winning for right. me. And you were probably going to be divorced with a heart condition, Right. And never, and, and you know, what's crazy is you heart condition. Like if you look at my, like you go to the doctor, I've been going to the same doctor 20 years. And every time you go in, they take your blood pressure and they take your weight and, Uh you know, and they do all these things. Right. (laughs) And, um, it's very simple. You can see, you can, and uh, so one thing that's not, we don't talk about too much in our world is entrepreneurship is hard on the psyche. Right. It's hard on the mind. I mean, it's hard on the body. Mm-hmm. It's hard on your relationships. And, um, you know, so anyhow, I, I was going to have a heart condition if I didn't change right. something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, and, and uh, there's, you know, several things in here to address because when we start our business, you know, like I said, we, we, you know, we've got this passion. We think this is great. But one of the biggest things, and, and you said this in your book, and, and this is definitely true for me, <clears throat> I'm the only one who can do it mm-hmm. or at least get it done right. You yes. know, and, and you, know, you mentioned that your, you know, you, your fingers were everywhere. And it wasn't that you didn't trust the people that were working for you because no. they wouldn't have been working for you if you didn't. In but fact, they still are here. The, right. They're still with us. Oh, yeah. you know, they're great people. Yeah. You know, and, and, but they don't need to be micromanaged, um, you know, and, and, and I think that is one of the hard things as, you know, the, the, the big boss. And again, whether you've got, you know, 2,000 employees or two that, you know, subcontract, whatever it is, we don't have to be in control all the time. I mean, and, and that's one of the, the key parts of this is when we set it up correctly, we're not. You know, we have empowered the people. We trust the people. And now that doesn't mean that we're not checking in with them and we're not getting updates and, and things like that, but we're not reading every email that goes out. We're not, you know, and, and, and we're not saying copy me on every email. Oh, I like those people. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What? Um, you know, and, because we've all seen those, right? Yeah. And so, I'm, you know, what's the point? I mean, if you're still going to chime in with your two cents worth, then you, you know, you should have done it in the first place. But of course the key is, that you, you don't want to be doing it. You want to be having someone else help you with this. Um, you know, and, well, and mm-hmm. well, I think he, here's a really interesting, Deb. This, this is the hardest part for entrepreneurs, regardless of your trajectory, whether you're a medium-sized business or a small business, mm-hmm. they don't know what to give away. Right. They don't know. And so what they do is they over-empower. Mm-hmm. They like, and, and if you're listening 
I don't want you to feel bad because this is true. When you're a solopreneur and you're building a a job, you know, like a, a business and job description, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is who I'm going to hire. You know, it's like that's one skill set mm-hmm. building building a practice or a right. business or whatever it is you're building, selling a product or a service. A whole nother skill set is hiring, mm-hmm. and so y- you will screw this up. That's just the truth right. of it. You will screw it up. And you were saying like, you know, you don't want to micromanage. The mm-hmm. challenge is as an entrepreneur, you know, I know I did it. My first job, I just, I, I like, if you're yeah. on a wagon, I let go of the reins and I said, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so you have that other issue of over empowering the wrong people mm-hmm. versus not empowering the right people. And so that's, that's another kind of challenge point that I think we should address. Right. Well, and you know, I was I was telling you before the program started. I've had several VAs, VPs. We're gonna call them VPs. I like that. Yes, yes. Um, please. And uh, so, you know, and the first ones, you know, that, that I had didn't work out. Yep. Fabulous, fabulous people. But the problem was exactly what you said. I went go, do, and then they didn't go and do because I hadn't given them enough information. You know, and, and then, of course, I was frustrated. I was annoyed. Whoa, what do you mean you haven't done X? <laughs> that was what I was supposed to do? <laughs> and, and so it's, it's very important as you're going through this process of hiring a virtual professional that you figure these things out. You know, if, if you want them to make 20 contacts for you a week, that's great. That's a good number. But... Are those 20 people that are cold leads, warm leads, you know, whatever it is, you have to go further with it, um, you know, and, and because, you know, obviously they're smart people. We wouldn't be hiring them if they weren't smart people, but they're not mind readers. Right. Let's, let's help people through this. Um, okay. As an entrepreneur in the beginning, you're building a business, you're learning, and this is all in the seven bit, uh, figure business roadmap that we're going to give away in the book. And, and if you want more information as you're thinking about this, we also do consultations for free. If you just jump on our website and it's really important, I'm going to, I'm just going to give it away now, Deb, cause I think it's important. Um, this can go, we can get crazy and go, you know, on and on and on. And it's one of those things like it's too important to not give away the tools. So if you're listening right now, um, if you text SVP, Scale with Virtual Professionals, SVP to 31996, we're going to give you a copy of the book for free. It's an advanced copy, uh, exactly like Deb got. We'll We'll be out of that, you know, you can buy it on Amazon soon. Um, but you're getting an advanced copy because so limited numbers, folks. Yeah, well, jump on this. <laughs> the, the, the reality is, and here's what it is: after 12 years watching 5,000 people mm-hmm. do it the right way or screw it up, because we we've had everything happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've put all of our systems and processes into this book, mm-hmm. so that like like Deb had, where there was a, a mistake or a mishire or a misfire. I don't want that for your audience. Right. If you're considering hiring anybody, virtual professional or physically somebody in your office, this is the roadmap to do it. And in that roadmap, okay, so we, we have this thing called play, pause, do. And here's another kind of just, I, you're smiling right now. Yeah, <laughs> I read the challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, play, pause, do. It's very mm-hmm. easy. Um, what happens is people aren't sure. You, you've done the sticky challenge and you know what you're going to give away. Mm-hmm. So the next piece is to go through a process to actually offload that. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is you, you've got to take a a thing that you do and put it into a system, mm-hmm. right? You've got to put it into a system. Then you have to optimize that system, meaning you don't need to do this. You, you need to do this. Oh, I forgot that I actually did this. I did it subconsciously and I didn't even know I did it, right? right? So you put it into a system, you optimize that system, and then you outsource that, mm-hmm. especially if it's not um, dollar productive and if you don't love it, mm-hmm. right? So in the play, pause, do, um, you write down step by step. Here's what I do. Here's what I, you know, here's where I find it. And then you just like, we're on, we're on zoom right now. Mm -hmm. So you can actually record screens and you can talk through the how, what, and why of doing a particular task. Right. So if it's a WordPress thing, right? So you've got a new product that you want to post on, on your website. I'm going to upload it into WordPress. I'm going to promote it. Okay, how do you do that? Well, you can actually record yourself doing it Mm -hmm. and then you talk through the what, the where, and the why while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, you can actually give three to five examples, put that into an audio kind of folder, Mm -hmm. you know, video audio folder, and now you have a process to give away to somebody and it's super easy. Right. Yeah, because people need to see it and or read it, you know, because we all have, have you know, the different ways we learn. So, you know, it, it, we need to see it done, um, you know, and then we need to be able to question it. Well, what if, what about, you know, all these various things? And <clears throat> typically what many people find is, you know, if you're hiring the right person, they're going to have really good questions, you know, yes. and, and, and they'll, they might even be several steps ahead of you. You know, and, and so that's, you know, it's, it, but yeah, it's not just here, go do it's here. I'm going to show you and we're going to work through it and then you go and do. Well, yeah. And, and the military has this, you, you have to have one to give one. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a very simple, you know, in the military, they don't promote people into leadership roles for positions that those people have never done. They mm-hmm. just, you rise through the ranks, regardless right. of who you are or what your status is. You have to show performance, mm-hmm. excel, and then you get a promotion to the next mm-hmm. level. And in, in entrepreneurship, for some reason, we don't think about that. We don't, like, well, you know, I'll, my cousin, I'm going to tap my cousin on the shoulder or my wife or my sister's boyfriend or whatever it is, because it, it represents the easy button. But what I'm here to tell you, because I've made this mistake like time and time and time mm-hmm. again, is the process that you have to go through for hiring talent, you know, go through that process rather than tapping somebody on the shoulder, learn from the military who doesn't, they don't promote outsiders into roles. Like it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's a really, um, that's a really big talent point, you know? Right. Well, and as we're working through that, we're going to see, oh yeah, you know, and like you said, you know, there are parts of it that we never even think about um, that we just automatically do. And it's like, whoops, forgot to tell them to do that step, um, you right. know, and, and all those various things, you know, and, and it does get you clear. Um, you know, my, my producer, Kim, she's not the first producer that I've had for, for this podcast, but she is the first one that I sat down and wrote the steps out 
had email templates, you know, here's what you send, here's when you send it, here's all those things. Yep. And, you know, so I gave her the tools to be successful, but then I told her, okay, as you're working with these people, feel free to change it and personalize it and, and work it as your own. And, and she has done that because it's like, okay, well, it doesn't work if I do this three days in advance, but if I do it the day of, the, you know, and, and all these various things. So she took the foundation that I had and built on it. Right. Well, you know, it's wild too, as an entrepreneur asked me to build a system and I'm like, I want to shoot my, I want to like, right. mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to do it. So you know, something very simple, like I'll pull a Google doc out and then just brain dump on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put together a video and then I'll just do it, mm-hmm. do the task. Cause that's, right. it's kind of, I learn by doing, um, a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. So list it out on a Google doc, do a video, doing it, talking through the how and what refine the Google doc, hand it over, hand mm-hmm. the video and the documentation right. over to the person, mm-hmm. have them review it. And then have, you have to have a meeting and mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, th- this is a, pro, you know, again, this is another, we call it the learning framework, mm-hmm. but it's a very simple thing. So what you want to do is document the thing, look for ways to automate it and then outsource it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to do- document the process, you know, try to automate as much as you possibly can. And then you, you, you try to outsource the rest. Mm-hmm. Once you have that, you you are basically you've given them a, a document now you have to watch them doing it mm-hmm. like i'll put together a zoom and then say right. okay now it's your turn in your in your example kim we're going to invite our first guest together let's go through the process and i'm just going to let you learn by doing mm-hmm. right so she watched me mm-hmm. now you're practicing together mm-hmm. then you're going to watch her do one mm-hmm. and then for her to get mastery, she has to actually she actually has to teach somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, if this leverage thing is working for you, Kim gets a virtual professional for herself, and then she gets elevated to the next level of maybe, you know, you know whatever that next level right. is for your business, mm-hmm. right? But this is the process of mm-hmm. gaining mastery, and it's a thing that had I had that fifteen years mm-hmm. ago when I was starting businesses life would have been better. So hopefully if you're listening, you can use these things to not screw it up. Because, you know, the cost of a bad hire, Deb, it, it can be oh, six months. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be six months of their salary, maybe yep. two years. I've had, I've had a guy um, that I had to let go who, um, any big salary guy, uh, it was hundreds of thousands because I, I didn't follow this process, mm-hmm. you know? And right. so, Oh, the good news is if you're listening right now, I'm telling you stuff that I screwed up. <laughs> well, and so, and that's how we learn, right? You know, and, and, and I think that's the important thing, especially for people just starting out or just thinking about, you know, doing this, you know, so like I yep. said, maybe they've reached that stage where they're ready to go to the next level, you know, part, you know, part of being a small business owner or an entrepreneur is you 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 feel very isolated you know you feel uh-huh. like there's nobody out there and so when we hear how somebody else messed up we're like oh okay <laughs> you know i don't feel quite so bad about all of this you know what's interesting too is this message it might not be the right time for you you might be listening and be like right. hey deb deb's amazing i like daniel i'm going to listen to this whole thing but just file it back in your mind right. because at some point you might actually need 
to hire somebody or you might be looking for talent. I've got uh, a good friend of ours, Nolly Williams. He's also a story that we told in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's a coach, author, speaker, trainer. This guy's a road warrior. He's on the road 300, two to 300 days a year. He lives in Austin in Texas. And um, we were hanging out with him maybe five, six years ago. And he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for more than 10 years. His wife and him have stayed at my house. And we're talking about his, he has a technology platform. And we're talking about it. And he was like, you know what, Daniel, I think I've got to shut it down. You know, I've got to invest like a half a million dollars into renovating the mm-hmm. software because I built it before, you know, I built it like seven, eight years ago and now there's new technology. So it's not quite up to, mm-hmm. you know, speed. I got to invest in it. And plus I'm having a challenge. I, I just let go of the third person to run this platform for Ooh. me. And, and he's like, I just, I, I get them on and after a year or two, you know, I lose them. And so we were talking and I was like, dude, I, I'm sure I can find you somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I can help you. I can save this business because he was literally going to just shut it down and walk away from hundreds of thousands of, mm-hmm. you know, like lots of money, right? Oh. Lots of money. Um, and so we found him a guy named Chris mm-hmm. and Chris has been with us for almost five years. Mm-hmm. He's worked with Nolly this whole time um, and he's own the responsibility of like sales and customer service for the technology platform for Nolly. And now Nolly has hired more people. He's invested in the thing. I asked him, so what was that whole experience like? And he's like, Daniel, we're 3X where we were before. And and it's because I hired Chris. Mm -hmm. And Chris treats this business like it's his own. And I finally have a partner in Mm -hmm. this. And you know, and it's a small technology firm. But here's the, I mean, here's the kicker. Like he, he just needed talent. Our, right now, you know, unemployment's at a historic low. Mm-hmm. Um, finding talent is a big, big, big challenge. I mean, you think about all the steps you have to do. You have to write a job description. Then you have to write an advertisement for mm-hmm. that job description because that's different. Then you have to pay the couple hundred bucks to put it on the platforms. Then you get 300 applicants who just in 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they all worked at McDonald's or, Mm -hmm. you know, at a cleaners or, you know, like, or they're they're an extremely high level and they got downsized and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. And so, and here you are, you're like, I'm, I'm, I need a salesperson. You know, I need somebody to call and, and prospect for me and answer the phones. And while I'm out meeting clients, I got to have somebody on the phones and, and being a mouthpiece for my business. And, and, this person that worked at, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken isn't going to work, right? right. So you, you get 300 applicants to find the 10 or so that are good. So that takes hours upon hours. Then you have to do a phone screen. Then you have to invite them for coffee or into the office or meet them somewhere for two to four hours. Then you f- pick your one or two applicants that you want to hire and then you have to make them an offer. And then you cross your fingers because right. you want them. Mm-hmm. And they're really good talent, and then they may or may not accept right. the offer, you know? And because they're and, probably interviewing with other people too. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's talent the old way. Mm-hmm. Um the new way is you simply go on our website, mm-hmm. you tell us what you need, we do an interview, mm-hmm. we'll help you with org chart, make sure you have the systems and, and, and processes in place, talk about what it takes to train somebody mm-hmm. and set real good expectations, right? And then literally 
$400 later, that's our, that's our setup fee. Mm -hmm. You are interviewing five candidates that mm -hmm. we did all of that work already for you. Mm -hmm. And, and it's pretty nuts. We'll do like an FBI grade background check. We check their internet speed. We make sure they have a good processor, processor speed that they have all the systems that they need. We do face-to-face -face interviews. We're doing all of that work so you can just hire a prospector, for instance. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, let's, let's talk more about specifically the, the people that, that you work with because mm -hmm. many of them are not in the United States. They're in the Philippines. That's right. And of course, you know, how many people just went mm, at that, right? Um, and, and, and you address this because, you know, and, and so let's talk a little more about that. And, you know, obviously it depends on what you need as to, you know, sometimes where you're hiring. Um, you know, if you are a business that has to respond to somebody 24 hours a day within an hour, it yep. doesn't matter what you do. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are like that then you, you, you know, having somebody here in the United States responding at 3 a.m. may or may not work. Having somebody on the other side of the, the world where it's daytime for them, that's a, a much better option, um, you know, and, and all these various things. Uh, you know, there's, there's a company here in Atlanta that guarantees that when you call them, someone will pick up that call within 15 seconds. Mm. And and it's a person, you know, it's not that you get the answering machine or things like that. And it's so funny. I want to get like a hundred of my friends calling them all at the same time just to see what happens. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, that is for that business. It's very important that somebody answers that phone right. within 15 seconds. Now, 15 seconds is, I mean, you know, that's an extreme. But, um, you know, and, and, but you have found that working with people in the Philippines obviously has very many benefits. The, but, you know, I think the first obstacle that many people are thinking EU about is, of course, the language barrier. So tell us a little bit more sure. about that. Well, yeah, language is definitely an issue. Um, and if you went to the Philippines, it's a collection of 7,000 islands, mm -hmm. right? And many of those islands have different dialects mm -hmm. uh, of their own Filipino language, right? right? And what that's done is they needed one language to unite the entire country. And they chose English. So if you're in kindergarten, you start learning to read and write in English okay. day one. Mm -hmm. um, if you're driving in the Philippines, all the signs are in English. Mm -hmm. Like every, you know, stop, mm -hmm. you know, it's all English. Turn here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the medical journals, mm -hmm. all the laws, everything there is it's the one language that unites the entire country. So mm -hmm. there's a couple things too about working with us. Our folks work evenings, so they mm -hmm. work they work their evenings so that they can work with us during during right. business hours. Mm -hmm. um, we also do a video conference like this mm -hmm. um, on Zoom where you get to interview the person. So we're not like the typical outsourcing model is you got hundreds if not thousands of people working in an office. There's one really uh, great leader mm -hmm. and then there's 10 brand new high school or college grads. <laughs> and that one leader is your is your client connection. You know, like they're the one that talks to the clients, gets right. the work. You have no and, idea about those other people. Yeah. And so, and then they push the work down. So the quality of the work is like, you know, not, not awesome. Right. right. And so that's the typical outsourcing model. Um, that's out there. When I started this business, like I'm an entrepreneur, I built this business because I was frustrated with myself 
on my honeymoon, right? And right. and so I know what the needs that you guys are like. I just know them because I am you guys. I've mm-hmm. sold businesses, I've bought businesses, built this business specifically for people who want to grow and scale. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, we do an interview, you'll get to choose your person and we only offer full time. So it's not project based like Upwork or some of the other options out there. We are a full time virtual staffing company and I like to call us the marriage site. Mm -hmm. If you own a business and you need talent and you need it fast Mm -hmm. and, and it could be varied too. We, we serve people in sales, in marketing and administrative tasks. So those are the three main components Mm -hmm. of every single business out there. We know that and we only hire professionals, people who have experience doing those sales jobs. You need a prospector, we'll get you a prospector. You need an administrative assistant who can coordinate your schedule, do projects, manage stuff. Guess what? We're going to find somebody who lives, breathes, dies, eats, sleeps, being an admin and they love it. Mm-hmm. So they, they're going to just simply come and love right. it for your business. Mm-hmm. So um, those are some of the things, um, you know, once in a while, I, one of my favorite, I had a long term, um, his name was Sean. He's in here, here in Sacramento. Um, and he was a, I'm never going to outsource guy. <laughs> I love this story because, you know, Sean, I, t- I talked to him and I'm like, what are you up to, dude? And he's like, oh, I'm playing tennis. Deb, he's playing tennis. And mm-hmm. I've said, oh, oh, really? So are, are you, Yeah. Mm-hmm. are you, what kind of shoes are you wearing? And he goes, actually, I'm, I'm wearing my, my, uh, work boots, um, because I couldn't find any tennis shoes that were actually American made. He's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you know, I'm not really a big fan of outsourcing. I really like to buy American made things, but the last shoe company for tennis shoes just left the United States <laughs> Buy tennis shoes mm-hmm. in the United States. So he was, he was literally wearing like work boots mm-hmm. to play tennis and he's got huge. And finally we converted him here. Here's the thing. If you heard Philippines and you went, ew, right. Mm-hmm. Large corporations have been outsourcing outsourcing their business since the seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. right? My de- my own father worked for Jeremac, who when NAFTA came around, that job went to Mexico. Right, it was a factory job, and and it just left. Large corporations are doing this for only one reason: they can get great workers at a substantially reduced oh, price, a fraction of the cost in many cases. And and here we are, small and medium-sized businesses, mm-hmm. and we don't even know that this is an option. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm doing this podcast, because right. if you're listening right now, like this is a massive opportunity for you. Not only can you get high caliber, high quality professional services done for you, done done so you can focus on growing the business, but you get them at a fraction of the cost. Right. And people just don't right. realize yeah. this is even an option. And, and there are people who will say, no, nope, it has to be U.S.-based. Okay, there's a whole bunch of U.S.-based virtual assistants. That's true. Um, you know, and, and so, or, you know, North America, whatever it is, you know, if you're in Europe, maybe you only want to deal with somebody in Europe. You, you get the idea. Um, but, yeah, you know, and, and whatever your reasons are, you know, it, the important thing is that you're still taking advantage of, of having a virtual professional. Um, you know, and, and it's somebody that doesn't do, you know, doesn't do enough work 
on a consistent basis to be a full-time employee. Um, you know, Kim, my producer, I, I mentioned, you know, she does three and four hours a week for me. Right. And, and so what that means is she has other clients and she's able to pick her kids up at school and, and you know, all of these various things. And, and so it works out perfect for her. Um, you know, and, and, but it, it is, you know, it, it is something that I think we, we all absolutely really need to be thinking about. And the cool thing too about VAs is for people who might have a seasonal type of business, um, you know, and, and, and so they, they don't want to hire up just to be able to, to, you know, you know, and then tell people, sorry, you know, you, you have to go away, um, you know, and, and clearly, you know, there are times where you need boots on the ground. I mean, you know, if you're a landscape company, you can't outsource you know, somebody coming and doing the work, but, but, you know, it's, I take that back. I mean, there might be virtual people who actually are, you know, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I think really, more people, yeah, and, and maybe it's that they just don't know enough about it. You know, they don't right. realize, okay, you know, I can, uh, two hours a week, you know, that's, that's doable. You know, maybe it's just once a month I need them to do my invoicing. Um, I need my website updated once a yep. month, a blog post written, you know, all of these various things. And, and you know, it's stuff that we as the business owner are thinking, okay, I got to do. Mm-hmm. I gotta do. They get to do that. And, you know, even if it's something like, say, a blog post, you know, they interview right. you and then they write it, um, you know, and, and that's where, you know, clearly sometimes the, the language, you know, issue might come up, um, you know, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, that's where having somebody pre-screened, all those various things works. Um, it's funny, I, I bought some tech off of Amazon, you know, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago was Amazon Prime Day. So we all went shopping. Um, right. And I was reading through the, the questions that, you know, that, that people had asked. And it was so funny because it was very clear that the product was, you know, whoever was responding was not in the United States because it was always, hello, dear, comma. Yep. You know, and, and, and so to me, that signified that they were, you know, it, probably um, Taiwan, Philippines, maybe something like that. And, and I didn't think anything of it, but somebody else might think, dear, why are they referring to me as dear? Mm. Um, you know, and, and so that's, the, again, that's where you just have to work things out. One of the things you talk about is the fact that it's so important that we have scripts for people, um, you know, to, to be able to go through things, especially if they're talking on the phone, but you can still have a script for things that they're writing also. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it, it to me, it's kind of a no-brainer, but so many people think, "Oh my God, it's too hard." Um, and but the the big thing is, I'm sure many of them are thinking, "It's just going to take me too long to find the person I want, and that's then right. it's still not going to work out." And so that's where we really want them to contact you or an organization like you. So tell us a little bit more about exactly what it is. You know how how do you work with people? Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, and if you are on there's a couple things. When I was brand new in business, building my first million dollar business, right? I hired a coach and the coach basically helps me with my systems, like choosing the right systems. Then they helped me with my org chart. Um, and then we talked about like, you know, creating an org chart that actually has responsibilities on it. So not just, oh, they're in marketing. Well, what does marketing actually do? And what are the systems that they're in? And then what's the outcome, mm-hmm. right? So when you work with us, we're going to help you do what my coach did, which 
you know, enabled us to scale that million dollar to a multi-million dollar, eventually have an exit. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the kind of thing that I paid. I literally paid him $5,000 a month mm-hmm. to help me do those right. things. And those are the things that you're going to get when you come in and do a consultation because we do all of that as part of our process. We're, we're service as a product. So we're a SAP company. So we, it's really important for us, for our audience, your audience to have success because we're a reoccurring model. Right. Um, the most important thing for us is you come on board and you're successful and your business is positively affected. We're, we're the only virtual staffing company out there that has over 200 five-star reviews. Wow. Five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. And so when you come to us, we're, we're, we're going to do job descriptions. We're going to make sure your org chart is right. We're going to talk through like the systems that you have. And then we're going to share with you even, I mean, we only had an hour together, mm-hmm. but there's even more training, right. understanding. And, and it's not that, it, again, it's not hard work. It's just when you know the framework, it becomes really easy. When right. you work inside of a system, it becomes, you know, you don't even have to think about it. You're right. just like, oh, I've got to give another task away. And what I would leave you guys with is definitely download the book. And if you do that, we're, we'll give you a call, see if you have a need to do a free consultation. Um, the last thing that I would say is, is we, we believe in something called compound leverage. And it, again, this is in the book. Um, compound interest, according to Albert Einstein, it's the eighth wonder of the world. You know, you get money, you know, there's this big curve, seven years, you get doubles. He's like, it's a wondrous thing, right? He was enthralled with the idea of growing his wealth mm-hmm. and, and numeric numbers. I'm excited about having people live amazing lives, have great businesses that are super profitable and really kind of going out and impacting the world. Right. So the way we do that is compound leverage. If you give a task away and you never, let's say it takes you an hour to do a thing, a product mm-hmm. launch or a webinar or whatever it is, like, and you give that task away, that means you get that hour back mm-hmm. of your life right. for the rest of your career. So we call that compound leverage. And if you take that hour back and you do something productive, mm-hmm. something that turns the needle or really grows your revenue, you, then you start having that scale thing happen mm-hmm. and you, you basically build a seven-figure business. Right. Well, and, you know, and, or it could be, you know, an hour back for personal, you know, maybe it's that hour that you go work out that hour that you spend with your kids, um, you know, all of those various things. You know, I, I always joke and tell people, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, we work 28 hours a day. And <laughs> well, people don't catch that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and that really is true. You know, that's why you were working on your honeymoon. That's why that's right. when I'm on vacation, I'm still checking messages. I'm still yep. doing, um, yep. you know, it's, it, and, and it, the important thing is, you know, no matter what it is that we're doing, somebody else can be helping us. Um, you know, if you're a public speaker, okay, somebody can be making phone calls for you, you know, all these various things. We're not completely 100% the only part of our business. That's right. Well, let's give away the book one more time. Okay. Maybe you've, decided you're like, I like this idea. So it's SVP. If you text the word S is in Sam, V is in Victor, P is in Paul, SVP to 31996, you can get a copy of the book. If you don't want a copy of the book and you just want to come work with us, jump on our website, request a consultation, 
Again, it's completely free. You'll spend an hour with a business consultant. What's cool about that hour is they've helped. My guys are great. Mm -hmm. They are amazing at helping people think about their business differently. Here's the win. When I was on my honeymoon, I was working in my business. I was just grinding. Mm-hmm. I was just grinding. And if, and if you're grinding right now and you're, you, you, know, you need more time, you want to spend time with the family or go to the gym or whatever, give us a call. We'll help you through how to do this the right way. You can visit our website at, at myoutdesk.com. And you know, our whole world is service. Like mm-hmm. One of our core values is servant heart. We want to help you grow your business. And if you have a win, then we have a win. And it's part of who we are to really just serve. Right. Well, your website again is myoutdesk.com. Yep. Um, great information there. It talks about you know the various services that you provide and, and lots of good resources. So I do encourage people to, to check that out. If they want to reach out to you, how do they contact you? Yeah, my you know what? Honestly, my email is easy. It's Daniel at myoutdesk. Shoot me an email. I definitely would love to connect with you guys. Um, Deb, you've been amazing. Thank you for having us here. Oh, it's been great fun. And Um, we cannot wait to help you guys get really high caliber virtual professionals to help your business grow and scale. And again, folks, I mean, maybe it's just an hour a week that you're freeing up. You know, don't think, oh my gosh, this has to be 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week. Nah, maybe it's just an hour that you're freeing up to do something else. Um, you know, and and um, you know, and, and the cool thing is because Daniel has done this for so long and is so experienced, you're not starting starting from scratch. You know, you you've probably been and seen virtually everything. (laughs) So if I go to, okay, this is the situation you could say, okay, here's the next step. Um, you know, and, and now, you know, I don't want to challenge anybody to find something that, you know, you've never done before. You never know, you know, there, everyone's mother might be, but, um, but great. So, you know, again, it's myoutdesk.com. So Daniel is, are there any final words that you want to leave everyone with? You know, here's the thing. If you think about this, if you're hung up, this this soda, right? And it's not a soda; it's a Lacroix, um, sparkling uh, lime water. Um, but I'm, I'm drinking it right now. And this exact—I mean, this thing—if you buy it at a restaurant, it's two dollars here in the U.S. Right. Period. Now, if you go and you buy it in the Philippines, it's twenty-five to fifty cents. So there's just this currency arbitrage going on. There's a labor arbitrage, food, um, housing cars, soda pop, you know, LaCroix, whatever you're drinking, whatever you're eating, it's just a quarter of the cost in developing worlds. And and specifically in the Philippines, our clients say we save them 60 to 70% Mm -hmm. off the normal cost. So my... And and this is the biggest hump because when I was when I first thought about this, I was like, oh no, it, it's not going to work for me, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't until I was in pain that I made the choice. Right. And what I would hope for your audience is that you guys would spend a little bit of time with us, explore the option, and take advantage mm-hmm. of the this concept of currency arbitrage and compound leverage, right? You know, and again, maybe it's not a good fit right now, but it could be down the line. Um, you know, and so That's tuck right. it away or go ahead and, and call the folks at um, myoutdesk.com and figure out, okay, well, in six months, 
here's what I want to do. Um, right. you know, things like that because you know we all need goals and maybe that's part of it is, okay, I will have reached that platform where I'm ready to go to the next level in six months. And when I do, Daniel's going to be there and, and get us going to, you know, and, and really help us ramp up. We just had a lady actually sign up who had her initial call in January of 2018. Wow. And, and, and it was because she came and she wasn't ready. And mm -hmm. we said, look, you need this and this and this. She went out and did the work. She mm -hmm. hired the person physically in her office. She needed, she needed somebody physically there because she was delivering a service. Mm -hmm. And she just signed up this month. And so what you just said is absolutely yeah. the case. We'll send you away to go do the work that mm -hmm. you need to do in order to be ready for us. Right. And then when you come back, we're like, rock and roll. Let's do cool. this. This is going to be fun. Perfect. I love it. Well, Daniel, this really has been just so much fun. Um, you know, and, and I hope that everybody learned from this and, and really are thinking, okay, you know, uh, we need to do this. You know, we need to take that next step. Um, you know, I'm tired of just grinding. I'm tired of thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, you know, and, and think about it. You know, and again, whether you're working with Daniel or, you know, some other type of, of you know, professional, virtual professionals really can make a difference. Um, so I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a delightful conversation with Daniel Ramsey. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.